Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us all over the place, podcast-wise, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, Omni, and uh, you can find us on social media, Instagram.com, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us, and uh, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, and Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. Holla, holla. Holla, holla. Um, we have a little bit of an interesting podcast today because it's a two-parter. One is uh, we have a box in front of us of bourbon barrel-aged beers mm. that uh, was given to you by... By Chris Martin, by the homeboy of the show. Chris Martin, who's a, who's a listener of the show. And um, he dropped this off for you. Mm-hmm. And you've been having it in your truck for like two months. Uh, not two months, but okay. maybe two or three weeks. Okay. And you've been teasing me with this of the, oh, well, I got this, this, this uh, case of bourbon barrel-aged stuff. We don't know what's in it. So we're going to open that mm-hmm. on the podcast for you. Yeah, it's been in my truck because I meant to give it to you, and I kept forgetting to take it out of the truck. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a gift for the both of us. There's a bunch of stuff in there that's for the both of us. And and I eventually finally pulled it out of the truck because I was worried that a homeless person would break into it and drink all of this high ABV booze. And then die. And then, uh, I don't know if they'd die. Well, how many are in here? Twelve. You underestimate homeless people getting drunk. <laughs> well, I was going to say 12, what, 10 to 12% beers, I'm imagining? Yeah. And that's a lot of alcohol. That's a party, man. That's a lot of alcohol. They're also, the happiest one in the camp. Yeah, they'd probably vomit from like just being full. Just yeah, maybe. Too many liquids going in. Uh, so we'll do that as well as uh, we're going to look at the Oregonians list of the 20 best Portland breweries for 2020. It's not a list of 2019. It's this is our prediction for the best breweries of the year moving forward. And uh, there's some interesting names on there. There's some usual names on there. And uh, I think based on this list, we're going to have to do a little bit of uh, podcast research to see if these places that we have not tried or have not gone to in a long time have raised their game to a point where they are deserving of us gracing them with their presence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would agree. And there's some, uh, you know, I have have some issues with the list, of course, as I am uh, very picky. Yeah, but, uh, you know, open-mindedness is, is, yep. is important. Yep, so, yep, yep. Uh, I, I didn't really have a crazy week in beer. Frankly, I kind of want to do the box to replace our week in beer, unless you had anything you wanted to talk about. Uh, no, not really. I, okay. ran, I went to Bridgetown Beer House for their anniversary party, and oh, that's that was right. fun. Ran into, you know, a good friend of the show, Mike Hunsaker. He had been judging at Oregon Beer Awards all day, so he was uh, in fine form. Mm. Yeah, it's always <laughs> good to see Mike. <laughs> uh, so, Without doing our beer of the week, or not our beer week, our weekend beer, let's just open up this box here. So there are 12 beers in here. Mm-hmm. Um, we got what? One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven are wax tipped. And five, the other five are the same cap logo. Yes. Which I've never seen before. They look like little shoes. 
Yeah, they're like they're like little clown shoes. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if that's a hint. Yeah, it should be a hint. <laughs> I mean, there is a brewery I am aware of called Clown Shoes. Well, I'm going to go ahead and assume that Clown Shoes is five of the beers in this 12-beer <laughs> box here. So uh, Patrick, by the way, is taking a picture of this, so he'll post it on Instagram or on our story. No, or I'm not. I'm going to take a video. Oh, okay. But take... I was just going to wait for you to pull them out of the box. Okay, take a video away then. Uh, so you want... let's start with the ones that are... Going to be, well, Clown Shoes Brewing. <laughs> um, this is the Clown Shoes Pecan Pie Porter 2018 aged in bourbon barrels. So that's one of them. I'm not going to take, I'm going to put them back in the box for ease. We've got the Clown Shoes Breakfast Beast Imperial Stout aged in bourbon, bourbon barrels with coffee. I'm a fan of their logos, their artwork. Yeah, it looks a lot like metal album artwork. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Stormbreaker. And video games. Or vice versa. Yeah, it does a little bit, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, this is the Hammer of the Holy American Imperial Stout aged in rum barrels. Hammer of the Holy. 2018. This one is the Ballad of Mini Quay 2018 Old Ale aged in brandy barrels. That's got you written all over it. It's a barley wine, yeah. Is that what an old ale in, in brandy barrels? Is sure. that a barley wine? And an uh, old ale. We got I, two of those. We got another one of those. I love that. So I you're getting one of them. I, I love that that random descriptor. I'm an old ale. Okay. <laughs> sure. Well, old ale and brandy, that, that screams barley wine to me. So uh, we'll, we'll each take one of the barley wines because there's two of them. Sounds great. And then we'll separate those three uh, a little bit later. Let's take the wax tip ones now. So there's a gold one here. That is 5050 Brewing out of Truckee, California. That is near um That is near the the uh the uh, Nevada border, right? I believe so. Yeah. Truckee, yeah, Truckee. I feel like I had a friend in college who I'm Facebook friends with who now is a ski mountain person in Truckee, California. And that's why I I uh, I'm assuming that is where that is. I feel like Truckee has got a lot of stuff going on for okay. some reason. So it's a strange name, but... It's right outside Lake Tahoe. Ah, okay. So it is near there. Okay. So I was, was kind of right. This is the 5050 Eclipse Imperial Stout Brewed with Honey, 10th release edition. Okay. 2016, well, it says on the back. Yeah, and there's, there's a bunch of these, too, and they're all different colored wax tips. Yeah, so this one's... So that was a gold wax tip. This one is a purple wax tip, which is the same beer... Same year, but a different person that packaged it. Yeah, it looks the like, first like one initials. was GC one, and this one's JC two. Uh, for for the record, Chris said that a bunch of these beers were kind of sitting around, gonna go bad, and so he picked them up and swooped them for us. Okay, so we should. I mean, we should definitely drink some of these throughout the podcast. Not today. Oh, I was gonna se. say, I I have to go to work, so yeah, that's there a bad things, idea. Things that need to be done today. Uh, this is AB2. It has a blue wax tip on it. And this one has another purple wax tip and is EC1. They're all 2016. They're all Eclipse Imperial Stouts with honey. I don't know if they're different. They all say aged in oak barrels. They don't say anything on the back at all that distinguishes them. So I think we'll have to do a little research. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. And then or I'm sure after Chris hears this, he will tell us what right. it is. <laughs> and then there's two of these. They're from Good Life, the only Oregon brewery represented here. Uh, they are barrel-aged Brett lagers, mixed fermentation process. So this is more up your alley, but there's two of them, so I'll take one. Yeah. Oh, it's a combo with the Apothecary yep, as well. Yep, I'm excited for that one. I think I, I think I had this years ago. Um, so, Can I say what year this was? So I'm really interested to see how these beers taste, especially with the Brett strain, see how the age has done it, has done for it. 
Uh, that's probably the one I'm the most excited to taste. As far as I can tell, this does not have a date on it. But, ooh, there's peek. some nice sediment. Oh, yeah, I know. I was looking at that yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby, I like So that's our sediment. box of uh, 12 barrel-aged beers. I'm very excited now. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious if any of these from 50, uh, 50 Brewing are different or if they're just differently tipped because people took them that or they're they're from different people who bottled them right like they just had different colored of colors of wax but i feel like the colors of wax would mean something i would think so yeah i know they do like fremont they're big at the wax dipping for their for some of their beers and when they do things like dark star you know they have three different variants of it or they have a base and then two variants, and those are different colored wax. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's just an ode to who bottled it or whatever. But I'm excited to dive into all of them. Well, thank you, Chris, for bringing these to us. We will uh, we will enjoy them, and uh, we will report back as we as we drink through these. Probably some on the podcast, and and some, you know, just at our own personal leisure at home. Yeah, the Brett Lager might be beer of the week next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll take the other one home. That's fine. Um, all right, so let's get into the. The list on Oregon Live, I was going to say the Oregonian, Oregon Live of uh, the 20 best breweries of 2020. And we don't want to like necessarily make this kind of like a list radio podcast thing. So I'm going to do it in groups. We'll just do five at a time and we'll go, you know, from 20 to one. So you'll know the general order that we're going, obviously. But I don't want to go like, here's number 20 is blank. And we're going to talk about this brewery for five minutes. Number 19 is blank. That would be long. It'd be long. Uh, You don't have that much time today. But also that would get boring after a while. So uh, we'll go through these in groups of five. Going from 20 down, we've got Old Town Brewing at number 20. Occidental at 19. Migration at 18, Level at 17, and Zoigel House at 16. Initial thoughts on that group of five. My initial thought when I first see this is that I believe Migration is grossly underrated on this. I think Migration is one of the more up-and-coming breweries in town. I mean, they've been around for a while, but I have, I've been going to the Gleason Pub for years now because it's a great Great Blazer Timber Spot. I don't go much for Blazer games, but I've been for Timber games. Great Timber Spot. Um, huge outdoor patio. It's kind of in a cool neighborhood of Gleason. It's like Gleason and 30-something, kind of around that area. Across the street from Palm Beach, if you've ever been to that great restaurant. Um, I, I like the place. I think over the last year or two, their beers have grown exponentially in quality. They did take a couple medals at JBF this year. I was very surprised to see migration this low on the list. And when it comes to lager breweries in this town, uh, I find Occidental to be grossly underrated as well. Um, For me, this little section here was uh, breweries that I have had, but kind of let go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Minus level. Level is, uh, that's been one that for the last year or two has been kind of popular. And they've got the cool theme. And I think they even listen to the podcast or follow us on Instagram. I've seen them mention us and mm-hmm. things before. So that's a little bit separate. But in terms of Zoigel, Old Town, Migration, and Occidental, those are all places that I think have been underrated, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or at least in my life, under traveled to. Uh I've been to Old Town Brewing once. It yeah. was when my uh my wife surprised me with the Shanghai Tunnel Tour uh for my birthday a couple years ago. And of course Shanghai Tunnels start right like next to Old Town Brewing. Mm-hmm. So we went to Old Town. That's the only time I'd really had it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't really thinking about the beer I was drinking. I was more thinking about, like, oh, it's cool. We're going down into the tunnels. I don't really have much of an impact from it. Uh, but I've seen them win some medals. And, and you know, they're obviously one of the older breweries in the city. So I, I, I give them some love. I Occidental's think I th- similar. Migration to me, like you said, underrated. I, two or three years ago when I first tried Migration, I didn't love it. And I went. I think that's fair. 
And I went, okay, I guess I'm not going to go to migration then. And I just stopped going to migration. And I would have a beer every once in a while off the shelf if it was there, but it wasn't one of the, the go-tos for me. And this had, this is not the same, but Zuggle House, my wife and I went to once, loved it, but it's really far from where we live because mm. it's basically it's like at 205 yep. uh, on 82nd over there. I'm never out in that neighborhood either. And it's, so I, I would get Zuggle House beer on the shelf, but I haven't gone. And it's a place that I just don't often think about in the same light as, a, as I would some of the other breweries. So that's why I'd say these five for me are underutilized travel places for me. Uh, I almost went to Level Beer the other week and then... Um, because my wife was coming in at the airport and I was going to go grab a beer because it's just down the street, the the airport mm-hmm. way one. And uh, Solly had no food and I desperately needed dinner. And I looked at their food cart list and it was like closed Tuesday, closed Tuesday, closed oh, Tuesday. Lame. And I was like, because their food carts are pretty solid. Well, almost all of them were closed the day I was going to oh, go. Oh, lame. And uh, I was like, okay, well, I went to Grains of Wrath instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's still close to the airport. And I'll just go up to Canvas. So, uh, that's the place I actually haven't gone to yet, which I still want to try. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I look at these five places I'd like to go to more, but I still have enjoyed in the past. Yeah, last thing I will say, uh, one of the, and I, I mean this in a 100% positive way, even though it kind of goes against what I talk about with IPAs. Uh, if you're looking for an English-style malt-forward IPA, there are very few in this city better than the Shanghai IPA from Old Town. If you that's want a, a, a classic, an English yeah. classic style IPA uh, that is a little malt forward with some, you know, old school traditional hops, Shanghai is great. If you like ghost stuff, it's a haunted, supposedly a haunted building. Oh, yeah. Uh, they make pizza. They do make pizza. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of a cool place to go. Grab a beer if you're over there in the, is it, isn't Chinatown? Old Town? Well, I guess it's an Old Town. It's the name Old Town Brewing, right? Yeah, I mean, Old Town, it's right Chinatown. On the, it's right they're on the they're right there. there with each other. All they're right, right next- there on that strip where like Dixie's and all that crazy nightlife used to go down remember they used to block off the streets or do they still do that i have no idea i hope they don't do that anymore uh 15 down rosenstadt brewery i actually haven't heard of this place oh really they make german stuff they uh, make solid lagers 14 gigantic 13 Berlick, 12 hair of the dog 11 ecliptic is that five? One, two, three, four. yeah that's five so 12 uh, 11 ecliptic that's the next five so Rosenstadt's one that I haven't heard of before, um, or maybe I have, and it's just not, I've never been there. I, I don't think I've had a beer from them unless I, I had it without realizing it. Uh, I've always been on this podcast, a, a big supporter of Gigantic Brewing. I've brought in beers for Beer of the Week from them before. I, I went through the whole Hellboy series, which was really fun this year. I think their artwork is absolutely fa- amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, their branding is awesome. And I think they make more malt-forward IPAs, which is what I tend to enjoy, uh, Generally, I mean, obviously they make West Coast IPAs too, but from the IPAs I've had, I tend to find them a little bit less bitter, which is why I've enjoyed them. I mean, we've talked about Bear like a thousand times. Well, that's where I am. I, I mean, this list gets crowded at the top, one through five. I think yeah. I think this list does a really good job of one through five. Um, I have lots of issues with six through ten, and Bear like being this low down. I mean, you know me. I know you. I, I lament I... this brewery on this podcast a thousand billion times just because... I love what the, I love what they're doing over there, and to see them at thirteen, I almost stopped reading this list. I think some of it might just be that, in terms of general beer drinkers in the city, I'm not sure that they've grown to that level yet. Um, I still feel like, in, despite in the ter- fact, in terms of like people knowing them, yes. recognizing them, yes. interesting. And the reason I say that is because I still, and this is maybe wrong. It's just a vibe that I get. I feel like Berlick is still like the little engine that could, despite the fact that now the beer is top of the line and they're winning awards, it still feels a little bit like, hey, we're still your mom and pa beer shop. Yeah. And even though they have two locations now, it's mm-hmm. like, 
it still feels that way. I think they want it to be that way. First of all, uh, I remember when we went there and they talked about it, like, yeah, like we, we do all our distribution ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we want to keep it in house. I think in some ways that is them saying we want to stay small, but I think that does limit slightly how many people know of Barelick. You know? I will say this when someone asks, someone sits at my bar and asks me where, else, what else, you know, I'm in town for beer. Where else should I go? This is one of the first breweries out of my mouth. Um, Ecliptic at 11, I really don't have much to say. Solid brewery always has been. Um, the one, the one I have, I love their dark beers. Yeah. The one I have difficulties on this is hair of the dog. That's why just I saved because, it for last. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's not my styles of beer. Um, so I can't really attest to, <laughs> is this a top 20 brewery in town? Is this deserve a knock on the top 10? Is this overrated, underrated? I don't have the biggest opinion. I've been there multiple times. It's just not my beer. Well, I, okay. I, it's I think a lot of old world beer. I've told yeah. my story about Hair of the Dog before. I won't get into it into super detail, but basically I went for the first time and uh, did not get a server for 45 minutes and we left. <laughs> so um, it was one of those experiences like, uh, and it was not order at the bar. Like there were servers walking around. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was really, really frustrated and I haven't had a beer from them maybe except for once since. So it was a very negative experience for me. I have no idea what beers they have. I have no idea what their style is like. Um, you actually might like their style of beer. Uh, all I remember is you brought one in for tasting room once. Uh, you brought a hair of the dog beer in. I oh, remember yeah. That. What was it? Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but I don't remember either. It was, uh, could check the list. We could check the list. Um, but I have another thing open on my phone right now, so mm -hmm. I can't check the list at the moment. So this is one like I 12. Sure. I, I would put it lower just because I haven't had it and I had a terrible experience there, but don't let my bias of a terrible experience. I mean, this is one of the OG breweries left in the city that's still here, right? Yeah, that's the when, truth. When do they open? It says 1993 is when they open. Yep, I mean, they're that's, old school. That's old school for here, for sure. Uh, it's a neighborhood that I think it's not really like walkable uh, unless you live over there because mm -hmm. you have to get off the highway on the water and it's right there on the corner, um, right off of the five. Uh, 84 off ramp there and like you can go up to wayfinder which is down the street and stuff and they're building more things there but unless you're over there it's not like oh i'm just gonna go walk to hair of the dog it's like oh i gotta drive there so i think that's also well, part it's down of the street well. from wayfinder though yeah that's what i just said yeah. but it's like oh, i'm sorry i clearly was not paying attention <laughs> <laughs> down the street yes but also like that neighborhood is like eh, I don't yeah know. at least for me i don't love it's that not the most fun neighborhood all right moving on number 10 and down for the next five montevilla Brewworks in at number 10 Cascade Brewing at number nine, Great Notion at number eight, Little Beast at number seven, and Ruse at number six. Uh, my initial thought is, oh, Montevilla Brewworks. It's a place that we, I've never had their beer until we did it in the IPA challenge the other the other day, mm -hmm. and, and we got it wrong. We got it wrong. So the beer we thought it was wasn't. It was not the thank, hazy. Thank God. Yeah, that beer was rough. It was not great. Um, and it was so their their beer was not a hazy, which means I actually liked their beer because yeah. whichever one it was. We liked the rest of them. Yeah, we did like the rest of them. So um, they made it was good beer, but I've never been there. Uh, I've only been to this neighborhood once in my life because I, I went to the Country Cat Cafe, which was like on Food Network once, mm -hmm. and it's it's over on the other side of Mount Tabor, and I think that's the Montevilla neighborhood if it's if I'm technically correct yep. on that. Um, but I've never been there. I don't see their beer anywhere. I don't see it on Tapless anywhere. I have no idea about this brewery outside of. What we saw in the IPA challenge and now being in the top ten. I have no clue. I before I read this list a week ago or so when it came out, uh, I had this thought and this list kind of backed it. And speaking with some of my friends who have been out there recently, their answer to or their response to me is it's really good. Mm. And they really enjoyed it. And this has been on my list of something to 
check out. I mean, it, it's kind of high on my list right now. I really want to see the new the newish migration spot in Gresham because I haven't been to that yet. Um, I've been to the Glendevere Von Ebert, so I crossed that off, but I would I very much want to go out there. People tell me that the tap room is really cool. It's very kind of like working class style of people just hanging around, talking, drinking beers, and people aren't just buried in their phones. It I does th- feel a little bit like that part of Portland's on the other side of the world. I know, I know. Because you're over Mount Tabor, and it's like, oh, hey, there's right, a neighborhood here. Right. You live you live on the west side, and I live in North Portland. <laughs> so, yeah, the, that is a deep, deep drive for us. But I'm going to go here. I hear their Pilsner's fantastic. Well, let's let's do it together, then. I, I'd love to try it. I would absolutely love to try it. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Gesundheit. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, Cascade... Nine, nine eight seven. I have issues with. Okay, well, um, I was gonna say Cascades nine. I mean, look, I don't love sour beers, so I don't have a lot of opinions. I just know that they're known as a great sour brewery. Um, great notion. We've talked about at length in this podcast uh, in terms of they're massively successful. Their marketing is top notch. Top notch. Um, they they tackled the haze craze expertly, mm-hmm. uh, almost to at least in our opinion too much because they went away from some of the other beers. I've had their dark beers before. I think they're very good, uh, if not too sweet, but good. Um, but I understand why they're in the top 10 for a list like this. A brewery that popular has to be on the top 10, I feel like. I, I agree, and I know where you're going with on that. I think one thing that kind of sticks in my mind, A, I have to preface with this, their beer is not my beer. So I know a lot of people like it. A lot of people enjoy it. It's not my beer. My the the interesting thing I have with this brewery is they are the most popular brewery in Portland of people that don't live in Portland. And I find that kind of strange. I find that kind of detrimental towards your overall image because, sure, everybody that travels into town wants to go to your brewery, but I don't know how many people in town are going to your brewery. And I think that's dangerous. I, I think Maybe that's their image, though. It might be their Im- image. I question that sustainability. Um, in that, but I'm with you. I mean, you know, the, the 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 top brass over there, they're really smart. They've done this. They've opened this really well. They've got three locations, and where a third is about to open, and a fourth is going to open in Seattle, and they're growing, and people love it. And it is the black market go to in this town. If I can, if I were to pick up cans of Great Notion, I could ship it to anybody in America and get anything I wanted. Yep. I can say I want this thirty-five dollar barrel aged sour, and I'll give you, I'll send you this five dollar can of hazy IPA, and someone would be like, "Done, yeah, done." Yep. So, so it's very desirable. My other thing with Little Beast at seven, I like Charles uh, Charles Porter out there. I think he's a real fun kind of cool dude. He's a veteran of the industry. I love what he does. I've had some good Little Beast beers as well. I love what he does with Brett with Brett Strains and everything. You know, he's a legend at Logston with Passion Brett and all that kind of other stuff. Little Beast is hit or miss for me. Sometimes I have beers from them that I think are fantastic, and other times I've had beers that uh, I I do not desire to taste again. So seven is a little high for me. They're in the old uh, Lompoc spot, the Hedge House, which is a really cool location, and I actually haven't been to the Little Beast location. Um, I also don't think I can drink that much beer in one sitting, which might be why I haven't been there. But yeah, I think they make really good stuff. I just would like to see a little more consistency. Yeah, this to me is one of those that... uh... So, uh, maybe not similarly to Montevilla, but in a way where I'm seeing it more and more. People are talking about it more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not in my world, right? And and my world includes this podcast, which has mentioned it. We've brought it in for beer the week before, and we've had beers from them. But um, it it's oh, I always see people in articles talking about Little Beast. And again, that maybe some of that's marketing. But sometimes, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. 
You know, that means that mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about it, which means a lot of people think it's fantastic. Right. So I don't have a problem with it being number seven, um, maybe over like Bear Lake, sure. But uh, again, that's more personal preference than anything. I see Little Beast talked about more than I see Bear Lake talked about. Interesting, because I am the opposite. But I mean, I also live in, you know, shout out to the Bear Lake kids listening to this. Um, you know, I, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe their beer. Yeah. They love it. You eat a lot of it, too? I eat it. Just mm-hmm. nom, 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 nom. On the can. <laughs> <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Bite the aluminum down. Um, and, then, and then six was Ruse, which the the list gets real gets real crowded here. No. Um, I have no issue with Ruse at six. I think give Ruse a couple more years and they could be in the top three. I mean, we're gonna get to that, and those names are worthy of those names. Uh, and we're also going to Ruse fairly soon as well. Yeah, um, I I think Sean and Devin make fantastic beer. Their spot is super cool. I love everything about them. I was drinking their beer when they were brewing out of number five. Well, number five down to number one, culmination. We have been there. We have been there. Von Ebert. We have been there. We have been there. Wayfinder. We, we have been, been there. there. Upright. We have not been there. I have been there many times. I've never had an upright beer before. Oh, but my friend, my friend, my friend. And then number one is, well, you know, some brewery that had a lawn, uh, like a layout chair as their logo for a long time. And um, I live there. You live there. I've been there. You've been there many times. In fact, I was at two of We've them We've been yesterday. there many times. <laughs> I'm going to one today. It's Breakside, um, which is not surprising. So- to me, uh, Von Eber being in the top five, hell yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think this is a huge shout out to Culmination. I think Culmination it makes fantastic beer, and I feel kind of like what you were saying about Bear Lake. I feel like Culmination lately has seen kind of a dip in a little buzz. Mm-hmm. I don't think their beer is dipped I've by any means, that, yeah. but I would. I feel like less people are talking about them, and so to see them hit this list at five makes me feel pretty good. Well, so I was going to say, so... Von Ebert, Wayfinder, and Breakside for me are clear-cut num- top fives. Mm-hmm. No matter where they fall in the top five, I'd be like, yeah, okay, top five brewery, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, culmination, that's a great point. I-, I agree that I feel like I've seen a little bit of a dip. I've had less of their beer lately because the stuff that's been canned has been a lot of hazies. Mm-hmm. So I am not going to purchase that for myself. Uh, I just don't like hazies, as we've talked about many times. Uh, I've had a couple of their stouts. I had one last weekend, actually. I got a bre- They make a lot of breakfast stouts, mm-hmm. which is you know using coffee. I had one that was good. Um and their cans are really cool. And I also had their uh, Multnomah County Stout from uh, at Bridgetown like three weeks ago. I had a batch. Which is very smoky. I had a batch of Phaedrus, I want to say, in late August, early September. That was incredible. And then Upright's the only one on here. I've Everyone talks about Upright. I've heard of Upright. I've never been there. I've never mm-hmm. had a beer from them. And I just, this is one, it's like the Montevillo, but even doubled like, how have I not had Upright yet? I don't know. Well, I don't know if Upright's beers really speak to you, or ha- would they might speak to you now, but I don't know if they would have, say, two years ago. Um, there's a lot of it's a lot of Belgian inspired, you know, farmhouse beers, some French inspiration as well, a lot of barrel aged stuff. Um, I think their Pilsner is one of the best Pilsners in town, the Engelberg Pils. Um, and they used to do they used to package a little more stuff than they do these days i feel like which made them a little more accessible but it's such a cool spot it's in a basement it's across the street from the motor center right down the street from ex novo which i just realized didn't make this list oh yeah um interesting right down the street from ex novo and across from the motor center so it's a great little hidden gem before a blazer game um I think Alex, the the owner and head brewmaster there, is one of the most underrated brewers maybe on the West Coast. I think his stuff is absolutely phenomenal, and I would challenge anyone, not just you, but anyone listening to this podcast, to go there, try beers, um, don't get a sample tray, just 
pick beers and go for that. Don't get a sample tray. Yeah, Alex doesn't like sample trays. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, Alex, I like sample trays. <laughs> well, they'll do it. And they'll the do it. And the customer's always they'll right. They'll do it. They, I'm, I'm just joking. But uh, I, like, <clears> I, like, <throat> I like to try multiple beers in one sitting. I don't want to have to get wasted <laughs> trying five of your beers. Come on now. Uh, but, I, but I think it is a really, really cool space. And I think the beers are fantastic, you know. And, and you know, it, you know, I'll quick little blurb on, on Ye Olde Breakside Brewery. Um, I think this is just a testament. I think it's a, a benefit that Breakside has three locations and they brew at all three. So you have the flexibility to kind of brew all styles across the board. Um, but knowing knowing the team and, and how hard and their attention to detail, uh, I'm very proud to work for number one. Uh, and I'm very proud of those fine individuals for the hard work they do. It's good stuff. Well, there was the uh, there's the top twenty. I think I, my I love how we just kind of glazed over number three wayfinder. We're like, yeah, that well, works. <laughs> oh, Von Ebert too. We glazed over. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we don't. If you listen to this podcast, you guys should very much understand our love for those two breweries. Yes, uh, and that's why I glazed over Breakside as well. It's like we talked about it a ton. We've been there a couple of times, although not for the podcast yet. But um, we've been there. Uh, many, many times, obviously, and uh, we love it to death. So my overall thoughts on this top 20 is that it gave me some places that I that I have to try, you know, mm-hmm. and then I have to try again. Yeah. Like, I'd like to go back and try some more Old Town beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to try Montevilla Brewworks now. I have to try Upright now. Um, I want, I know I, I had a terrible experience, and I'm one of those, if I have a bad service experience, I don't want to go back to that place. Right. But, I can try hair of the dog again. I can I can be open minded. I can even just buy it on the shelf, right? I see it on the shelf. I can go, mm-hmm. I can buy it for myself. I don't have to go there if I don't want to. Um, there are places like that that it's like you know, let's give that place a little bit more love. Uh, I, I should go back to migration. I've been having more migration straight out of Portland because it's available to us. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to get. But I have not been having their other beers because well, I haven't gone. Well, I got so I... it's one of those places that, it, that that's my overall thought on this list is. There are some usual suspects. There's some places that maybe are too high or too low. But generally, my thought is there are places that I haven't tried that I have to. Uh, I, I'm friends with the uh, R&D brewer, Maddie, over at uh, Migration. Maybe we'll get together with her and do something. Cool. Because she's awesome. Uh, for me, my my take on this is I don't necessarily agree with the order of one through six. But if you listen to this, you know, not to keep sounding repetitive but if you listen to this podcast i notoriously have this top 10 list mm-hmm. um and one through six uh all make that list maybe not in the same order as oregonian but or oregon live but uh uh all six of those i back also staunchly. one other thought is that great marketing is huge it is very huge. hugely important i think little beast has great marketing uh, obviously, great notion, great obviously. Notion. I think Wayfinder has really good marketing as well. Uh, so it's no shock to Gigantic. see those guys. Gigantic, yeah, yeah. It does. It does matter. I think it can pull yourself up if you have some flaws in your beer or your decor or whatever. Uh, branding is is pretty big. Go back and listen to our beer branding episode. Yeah, with Jeremy. I want to say that man. This is if I get this right, it's going to be stupid. I want to say that was like episode thirty or thirty one. Yeah, get it, dude. Well, fill time. I got. I got to scroll now. I got to look. Yeah, I think it's cool. And there, there's, 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 there's a bunch of, you know, there's other stuff coming around too that, that could, you know, crack this list or be be up and comers. I mean, like I said, we didn't see Ex Novo on this list. We didn't see Stormbreaker on it's this. Thirty six. Thirty six. Close enough. Close I'm impressed. Yeah, I was. I actually, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, Ex Novo didn't make it. Yeah, we're Stormbreaker on this list, you know. Um, and uh, we do have a beer of the week today. And the beer of the week 
has one brewery that is on this list. This was not planned, by the way. Ooh. It's a, it's a collab. Ooh. It's one brewery that's on this list and one brewery that's not, but has been in the past. Oh, okay. Uh, not that I've seen the list, but I guarantee you. Color me been. intrigued. And it's a style that I that spoke to me and I think will speak to Patrick, and the description of it is very interesting, and I've never seen a beer like it before, and I'm fascinated. I have no idea if it's going to be good. Okay. I bought I bought it for myself. Okay. And I didn't drink it this weekend. And I looked at it in the fridge and I went, that's going to be a great beer of the week. Just to, just to something interesting to try. All right. So that's going to be coming up next. Uh, if you have any thoughts on this list, if there's any breweries you think have been completely undervalued. Um, I'm sure there's somebody that I love that I'm not thinking of. Well, yeah, I mean, I, there was a guy on Twitter the other day who said that he thought West Coast Grocery was the best brewery in the city. Oh, yeah. And I was like. I can't argue that because I have not had their beer that much. Yeah, so I, only went, I, I only went once and it was in their early days. I think they only had like two beers made there on the list. So I mean, that's that's another place like Montevilla that I'd like to go try and and experience without any trying to erase any sort of preconceived notions mm-hmm. and just go, just go and, with my new beer tastes and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, send us your, your thoughts uh, at our Instagram page, Instagram.com slash beers and us, or you can send it to us on our personal pages uh, at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter for me, Patrick's at P did zero eight five beer of the week next here on beers and us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris here in about a pale ale. Whoa! That's not the beer of the week, but I realized at the end of the last segment that we didn't say it, and I didn't know when we would have time to say it. So, here is our beer of the week. I I haven't I can't see. I thought I saw maybe one of the breweries, but what I can tell so far, the can is really cool. It is a very cool can. This is a collaboration between Old Town Brewing. Okay. And Stormbreaker. Okay. All right. Cool. It is. Uh, I don't it, know why, but I find that to be an unlikely collab. I uh, don't know why. There's no reason behind that. I just. It's an unlikely beer. They call it the Stormtown. 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 Chocolate IPA. Whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa. Here's the description. To signify the collaborational bond between Old Town and Stormbreaker, Stormtown brings together the best characters from luscious dark chocolate and fruit-forward hops, delivering a ceremonious manage of unique flavor and unforgettable impressions. Hmm. And I saw this and went, well, I want to try it. And then when it was in the fridge and I was like, oh, that could be beer of the week, I'm like, well, it's an IPA, but it's chocolate. <laughs> so it's me and you together in an Old Town Stormbreaker collab. If we made a beer, this is our beer? Maybe. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I really hope it tastes good. I have no idea what it's going to taste like. Um, I mean, it might not be good. I don't know. Maybe these aren't flavors that work well for, in our palates. An, but uh, init- Initial thought is definite interest with a touch of fear. Well, it smells like an IPA. So okay. It's probably good for you. Looks like an IPA. That it does. Pouring it here. Yeah, it's got a really like, it's, it's definitely not a hazy. That's for sure. It's got one of the, it's a darker color. It's not pale in color at all. It's closer to like the the dark gold, like ambery kind of color in an IPA. Maybe that's some of the, the chocolate being involved in there. Um, I haven't had a beer today. This sounds excellent. It smells well, really interesting. I just interesting. want a beer. <laughs> it smells really, take a smell I just of it. want a beer. <laughs> well, you're about to have a little bit. Relax. It smells hoppy, but it also gives you a little bit of that chocolate note, too. It does smell hoppy. How interesting. This is interesting. 
I am scared now, too, because I, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, this looks like a regular IPA, but they're saying chocolate IPA. Well, it's not crystal clear, which I don't have an issue with. No. Um, it's got kind of a more golden, soft amber color, so it's not like straw yellow, um, which, in knowing Old Town, um, you know, they have a little more malt presence in their in their IPA, so maybe that's a little little Old Town action right there. I like this beer. <laughs> so... I took a sip. Very hop forward. What? Very hop forward. And as it goes down the palate, the hops fade away into chocolate. Yeah. And it's not like sweet. It's just chocolate. And it's like, oh, did I just have a candy bar? No, because the first sip is like, bam, hop flavor. That's what I was gonna say. Uh I don't I don't um I don't eat a lot of chocolate in my personal life. But every once in a while I like to sit in bed. And get high and watch cartoons and um, eat a little little kind of little piece of chocolate and have a beer, and that's kind of what this tastes like. Like that's what my palate tastes yeah, you're like being in that tra- moment. You're being transported. I think I think the best compliment that I can give this beer is that this beer remind is is create is inflicting memories. Like uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? There's like it's like an emotional reaction. Yeah, I taste this beer and I. You feel the spirit. I, I can I can see where I am. I can feel where I am. I've been here before. I don't know if that makes sense. No, That's... it does make sense. I mean, well, I think it's one thing. IPA and chocolate don't go together normally. No, no, right? no. And uh, you shouldn't well, really. Yes, they do. Well, apparently but... they do. But you shouldn't like be eating chocolate while trying to like judge if this IPA is any good. Right. But stupid me likes to sometimes eat a little piece well, of chocolate. For me, this reminds me a lot of um, oftentimes... It'll be around Halloween if we have any extra candy, and I'll just be munching on some of the candy, and I'll be having a beer at night, or going to the coast and going to Bruce's Candy Kitchen and getting a bunch of candy, and then bringing it at home with you, and then you have some candy at home, and you're drinking a beer because you're home. Yeah. That's what it's reminding me of, and you're right. Because the flavors are so unusual together- Stormtown. It it naturally is going to uh, to send you to a, to a memory, because- I think everyone at some point in their life has had chocolate with a hoppy beer, if mm-hmm. you're a beer drinker. And uh, this is, I really like this beer. It's really fascinating. Yeah, for those wanting some some details on this, we're looking at 6.3% uh, brewed at Old Town. Brewed and canned at Old Town. This can is super rad. It's really cool, yeah. I really like this. I, uh, I saw it at New Seasons, so it's not like I got it at a small bottle shop. I mean, it was at New Seasons when I bought it, so it's... The bottom um... of the can says, welcome to the chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. That's all I can say right yeah, now. This I, am, a... I am wildly impressed by this beer. This is cool. I, I, I don't know how much of this beer I would drink, like if I would buy more of it, but I kind of want to buy more of it. You found it at New Seasons? I found this one at New Seasons, yeah. I'm sure it's elsewhere, but... Because hmm. um... I haven't seen this. I mean, I also probably wouldn't be looking for this. Um, plus I would probably see chocolate IPA and be like, pass. Well, now you know better. Nice job, Mike. That's our beer of the week. It is the collaboration between Old Town and Stormbreaker. It is the chocolate, I- the Stormtown chocolate IPA. If you would like a mind blowing IPA experience, give this a try. It is quite, quite unique. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Next week, we will have another on location podcast unless some terrible things break down. Nope, this is most likely going to happen. Um, do you want to tease it? I actually don't. You know this more than mm-hmm. I. I'm just showing up to a place and we're going. So what's yeah, happening? Yeah, we'll, we'll be at Function PDX, which is on 23rd, uh, Northwest 23rd Avenue, uh, celebrating 
the Oregon Brewers Guild has moved Craft Beer Month, Oregon Craft Beer Month, to February. And they're doing a bunch of events there. I'm going to the press release tonight. And we're going to go down there and we're going to speak with Tony, who's one of the... Uh, uh, one of the leaders, uh, I don't remember exactly what his title is, but he's one of the heads of the Oregon Brewers Guild, and there's a lot to talk about. I think it's going to be really fun, really interesting. This is your craft beer nerd episode, because we're going to talk about the industry, we're going to talk about its goals, its sites, Oregon Brewers Guild, what they do, and how they affect uh, the the industry, and I think it's going to be very informational. Tony is a very nice man. Uh, I am excited. I'm really, really excited to do this. And Function is a rad spot. They, they're like a pop-up bar that have been hosting a bunch of different craft breweries. They are breweries. They are a big, big plus to our industry. They're showcasing breweries that if you live in that neighborhood, if they do a Montevilla, you can go there and drink Montevilla beer without having to go all the way out east. I, uh, I've never been to Function before, so I'm very excited to do this. I'm a little bit intimidated now that you teased uh, what we're going to be talking about, because that's more your world and not mine. It's okay. Well, it is now mine because we work on the podcast, but I'm I'm such a I'm going to be such a layman's term question guy in, in these in this interview. I feel like, but you know, we'll we'll see how it goes, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be popping next week Thursday at around four o'clock. Uh, like us on Instagram, follow us there, message us there, download, subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you find it, and uh, we will see you on location next week. Traces. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.